0: Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. So I'm here at Fine Woodworking Live with Brian Coppert. Is that how to pronounce the last uh, name, Long
1: ago? please copert copert oh, yes.
0: my, my apologies brian yeah, copert fine. um and we're going to run through the five questions with him and brian uh i'm going to let this go with the listeners that you have a bit of a ringer and you're going to be getting support on these questions from uh, mr michael pekovich um
1: as so, long as it's good support that's fine
0: <laughs> we shall we shall see <laughs> all right uh, so <laughs> brian how'd you get into woodworking
1: i got into woodworking um I don't know. I've always just been, you know, kind of interested in building things with my hands, uh, so on and so forth. And uh, my grandfather helped me like in his shop, like I'd hang hang out with him for a little bit and, uh, you know, we'd build like keepsake boxes and stuff like that. Okay. So that was great. Uh, Junior high, had the opportunity to take a shop class and that was awesome. And uh, (laughs) high school woodworking. It was amazing. Asked the shop teacher, like, I would like to have your job. How do I do that?
0: Oh, okay. It was that early that you started because that yeah. is your current profession, right? You're a shop teacher? Yes, yes. Okay, excellent. Excellent. You mentioned that you learned it from your grandfather. Did it skip a generation? Did your dad ever do it?
1: Uh, He was very busy doing um his job. He was a factory worker, and he ran a lot of uh, swing shift back then, and he he just did not have – time okay and okay not that he wasn't interested didn't have time
0: okay well so. let me let me just tell the listener that you were able to answer that question entirely on your own without mike's help so oh you're awesome. doing well a yeah
1: there is a better answer
0: well could you i don't think mike got picked up could you repeat what mike just said
1: M- mike said i should have been born or the better answer would have been if i would have been born with a draw knife in my hand
0: that's I, why he's a magazine editor and you're a shop teacher same story. yeah so let's move on to question two what is your favorite tool
1: oh that is so hard to answer uh i, I gotta thank don for my number eight i've been wanting that thing forever so that i love that tool but well, my scrub plane's awesome also. Uh Lee Nielsen. I mean
0: uh he's <laughs> shaking his head no. So man, apparently you've he, answered. He doesn't like the
1: answer. I think my favorite tool, Mike Pekovich from Fine Woodworking.
0: Ah that
1: might be my favorite <laughs> tool. You know? That I may mean, be the best that, answer I've ever had to this question. I like to say there's no amazing, wrong answer,
0: but that is the right answer.
1: Like they are the go-to yeah i mean you need something you, yeah, I am a tool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh to move
0: on to number three in your woodworking who has influenced you the most
1: boy that that's also tough uh everything i see from pekovich is obviously amazing i mean it and i uh, and i'm not saying that cuz he's standing beside me it 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 truly is uh <clears throat> but honestly i think the the person who's influenced me the most uh isn't a person it's a conglomerate of uh, all of my students okay like the simple fact that, uh, some of them want to do things that I have never done. Okay. And I encourage that, uh, my, like my woods one students, you know, that that's pretty basic, but, uh, as soon as they hit woods two, three, and four, I say, I want you to go bigger, better, stronger. I want you to go something that challenges me. Okay. Okay. And some of them look at me kind of weird, like, how do we challenge you? And I'm like, well, that's what you got to figure out. Like, come up with a project that I have to think about. I I want you to think, but I don't want to be bored. So give me a challenge. Um, So what influences me most is the simple fact that uh, some of my students come up with projects where I'm like, huh, I'm not quite sure how we're going to do that. Uh, And then... I'll sit there and like build prototypes uh, to see before I even suggest it to them whether or not it's a relevant idea.
0: Right, where you want to make sure you're giving them good advice.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be like, well, let's do this. And I'm like, well, that didn't work, so let's try this. Like, I I try to work through it before I give the suggestion, which ends up being, as my wife can can contest, a ton of extra hours. Mm-hmm. just because I'm like, oh, this student needs this answer by tomorrow unless I let him sit there and do nothing tomorrow. So I got to figure this out tonight. So uh, sometimes I do a lot of Googling and research and uh, thank you for fine woodworking for the online subscription because that helps a ton. Like, uh, But I mean, just... A ton of research, and then if I don't like anything I find, if it doesn't—not that I don't like it, but if it doesn't fit, mm-hmm. then it's okay. So I'm gonna go out and figure this out, and you know, unfortunately, that takes a lot of time. But right, that, but that's, that's
0: expanding both the student's ability and your own in figuring, helping them figure out. What oh, they absolutely. Need to
1: do. People ask me, they're like, so. Uh, How much experience do you have? What all have you built? And I'm like, well, if you want to know the exact number of projects I've built, I could probably count it on less than two hands. Mm -hmm. But I'm in my 11th year, so I have 10 years of watching everybody else make mistakes and helping them figure out how to fix those mistakes – and the projects that they have built. So uh, how much experience do I have? I don't really know. It's just that I got to figure it out really quick, but I don't get to keep the project.
0: Right, right. But at some point, I'm assuming that you kind of put this all in the back of your head, and when you ultimately get around to building your own projects, uh, because from our previous conversation, (laughs) I understand you've got quite a list, but when you ultimately get around to those projects – this is going to make you, it's not only increasing the student's ability, but it's increasing your own ability because now you've, you understand all these techniques and you just need to put them into practice.
1: It's not only increasing my techniques, it's uh, helping the education of my future students. Right, right. So, yeah, you're absolutely okay.
0: right. Well, moving on to question four, what has been your biggest woodworking challenge? And if you've overcome it, how did you do so?
1: I would like to think that I haven't faced my biggest challenge yet. Okay. Because I have overcome everything so far. So I am always looking for the challenge that is going to get me to a point where it is almost, I'm going to say almost, air quotes, as everybody says, uh, insurmountable. Okay. Because that's what keeps me going.
0: All right. That's a great answer. No one's ever said that. I I, I can absolutely appreciate that. Thanks. Um, Moving on to the last question, how has the internet influenced your woodworking?
1: Well, as I said earlier, uh, Fine Woodworking's uh, online subscription and the search option that they have is absolutely amazing and especially after uh I believe it was if I remember the podcast right maybe I shouldn't be quoted on this um it was kind of Mike's idea to simplify everything on the cover go back to the go back to the white and then I noticed that the website did the same thing and They got rid of a lot of the clutter and actually, uh, where we live, um, satellite internet doesn't even reach us. Um, so we're running, um, uh, Verizon's, uh, what, Wi-Fi. So we are very, very slow internet. Fortunately, we still get internet. My mom doesn't even get internet. Wow. So once, uh, fine woodworking simplified their internet or their, you know, their website, right. I was able to start getting info much quicker. And that, that was amazing. I mean, the content's still there, but there's less stuff going on in the background. The pages load faster, which helped me a lot. Um, how has the internet affected what I do? It, the simple fact that if I have a problem, I can tell the student, all right, let's go research this. We walk out into the classroom, I type in a couple keywords, and now suddenly we have so many different opinions and options. That's good and bad Mm -hmm. because, well, the one good thing is that I have to help my students understand how to filter out the junk. Okay. Because everybody knows there's a lot of junk out there
0: an, an insurmountable amount. Sometimes
1: there's a ton of great stuff, but you have to have enough background knowledge to understand what's good and bad. Mm-hmm. And so I get the advantage of being able to tell my student, okay, so this guy's saying this, I don't agree with what he's saying because of so on and so forth. Uh, this guy's saying this and that makes more sense I think we should do it this way, though, because of something else I've done. Okay. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll even take things from uh, Pekovich and I'll be like, he did it that way. I, we're going to do it this way. Maybe we <laughs> don't have the same tools, um, or it just could be that uh, it's not going to work in our time frame or right. – I mean, mean, there are so many variables, Mm -hmm. you know, but.
0: So it sounds like it it affords you a wonderful tool in terms of learning yourself and in terms of educating the students in terms of what's out there. And not only learning new woodworking techniques, but helping them learn how to cut through what's what's informative and helpful and what's not.
1: Yes. And that's one of the big pushes in education right at the moment is trying to uh, educate students on how to get around or filter out Mm -hmm. all of the junk right because these
0: days there seems to be more of it than ever yes absolutely well brian i really thank you for coming on and going through the five questions with us Um, is there anywhere people can follow you or find out more about you online uh
1: the only official website uh would be uh triway local schools um you can search for uh triway high school um under the staff link you can find uh, Mr. Copert. Okay. K-O-P-P-E-R-T. I know it's very cumbersome. I do not have a personal website um at the moment. Um if if anybody does go to the website, I encourage them to click through the gallery options. Okay to okay, just great. See this is what, place people uh, can see what you've done or
0: what your students w- have done?
1: What my students have done. Okay. I don't have any of my personal stuff okay. up there. Well great, but, great. Yeah. Um I, again.
0: I appreciate you coming on, and before we wrap this up, I know we got to get going to the uh, to the banquet. But um, as long as we've got you here, Mike, could I just ask how did Brian do? Uh, Fantastic, better answers than I could have thought of myself. So uh, great to hear them all. All right. Well, thank you. You've gotten uh, Mr. Pekovic's approval, so I think this is uh this maybe the last five questions we record tonight because I, I don't know how we could beat this.
1: I, I think the idea that Mike Pekovich just gave me props is uh Ooh. the. the- this made the whole conference worthwhile. <laughs> and, uh, and while I'm thinking about it, if I may have time, I would love to thank the, uh, private donor who sponsored my scholarship. Right, You
0: were one of the scholarship, uh, winners yes, for the conference, and right?
1: There was a private donor. I do not know who it was. I am trying to get fine woodworking to contact that person to allow them permission to, for me to know that person right. uh, so that I can thank them. Um, I would also like to thank Fine Woodworking, I mean – and Taunton. I mean this is amazing and thank you very much.
0: All right. Well, thank you to, uh, to Fine Woodworking and Taunton for bringing Brian in and thank you, Brian, for talking to us. We're going to wrap this up and we're going to go attend the banquet.
1: Thank you for uh, Modern Woodworking.
0: Oh, no problem. We try. Um, that's all I'm going to say. We don't necessarily succeed, but we try. I'm here with Matthew Morris of M&M Wood Studios. M M-M Wood Studios. M.M. Wood Studios, okay. No S. No S. It's not M&Ms. It's not MSM. It's just M.M. Wood Studio. Yes, sir. Okay. Do you ever think about making it M squared?
2: No, I haven't, actually.
0: That might be too kitschy. I don't know. Well, I'll think about it. All right. Thank you, sir. So, uh, Matthew, thank you for sitting down with me. We're going to run through the five questions.
2: Okay. Um, Fire so away. St- How when did
0: we- you get into woodworking?
2: Sure. Um, I bought a condo about 12 years ago, and I remodeled the condo, and I had a ton of fun, and I want to keep doing it, so I got a commercial space, and I bought tools as I needed them to build a piece of furniture, and I just kept building furniture after that.
0: Okay, so you were you were in the condo. Once the condo was done, being a condo, you didn't have a proper shop space. You actually were motivated enough to go out and get a shop space?
2: Yep, I went out and got commercial space. Kind of crazy. And then I had to eventually buy a house where I can put everything together in one spot. Right, so.
0: right. Because it's, it's it's nice to be able to go out in the shop in your underwear.
2: Absolutely, especially on a hot Saturday and film it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's why I do audio. Okay. <laughs> um, number two, what is your favorite tool?
2: What is my favorite tool? Oh, my gosh. My number two, Lee Nelson.
0: Okay, why?
2: Um... It's a great smoother, it can do curves, and um, because it removes less material, it's easier to work with. So the blade isn't as wide as a number four. And you don't have to make things flat. You just need to give them the appearance of flat when you're finishing. Absolutely. Which that does a lot faster than working harder for a number four or four and a half.
0: Okay. Moving on to number three. In your woodworking, who has influenced you the most?
2: Wow, in my woodworking, who has influenced me the most? Um, I'm not sure how to answer that.
0: It's not a trick question. No,
2: I understand that. Um,
0: and I'm pretty sure whoever it is is not going to come and beat you up for getting it wrong.
2: No, I just... So long story short, I mean, I'm self-taught. I've taken, I think, two classes at William Ing School, um, and they were side things. Um, but besides that... Jeez, oh, I don't know. Um, well, I do a lot of green green stuff, as you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess the Green Green Brothers—they were architects, though. And I love their furniture day So The Hall Brothers, I guess, because they built it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sorry.
0: No, it's okay. This is everyone's personal journey. You can take it however you want. Um, in your woodworking, what has been your biggest challenge, and if you've overcome it, how did you do that?
2: Sure. So the biggest challenge when I started out was to actually get people to pay me. Um, And then it was – so long story short for that, so I I used to run this little ad in Rob Report magazine. Okay. That's um, what plane you should buy this year, what super yacht you should buy this year. So I got lucky. I got into a good formula, and then I was able to start building furniture and had let other people help me pursue the craft that way. I I own a business, so I'm always in a business sense. So I needed this thing to become something that was self-sustaining. And um, that's why I started the school. Well, I started the school because... I um, got tired, actually, of building the same piece of furniture over and over again for people, and I wanted to have fun.
0: Were you building a piece that's what you currently offer through the school, or was it no. a different type? What, I was, were, you, what were you building?
2: People, I, so when I first started, I got into the arts and crafts movement, and um, like probably many of us have done, mm-hmm. and I started building more chairs and other stickly types of, of okay. furniture, and um, people would buy those for me. I'd ship them to New York or... Know whoever it may be, and they do a couple at a time. So I, I got, I wanted to build something different, but in the same venue. And there's lots of other furniture that I was very interested in, in doing. Okay. So that's why I started the school, so I could pursue things that I was interested in. So I guess both of those, there are issues with both that I try to solve somehow. Does that makes sense. I
0: think so. I okay. think so. Um, the last question: How has the inf- internet influenced your woodworking?
2: Well, sure. That's a great question. Um, for me, it's a great way to connect to people. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I, since I have the school, I'm able to do YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all those things, and I can share my passion. I used to teach for 14 years at a college, so now that I can teach online, um, all of it's.
0: What did you teach at the college?
2: Um, introduction to multimedia as well as uh, web design.
0: Okay, so what you do for your day job? Not not woodworking.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, what I did for the day job. But since I couldn't teach anymore because I was so busy with the day job, um, this allows me to teach through the Internet to other people and then interact with them. And that's really a lot of fun to be able to help them with their projects, just like so I'd help a student in the classroom, but you know via email or whatever. Right. And then the community, of course, um, is fantastic. Yeah, you know, We've met at WIA a couple of years ago. And yeah. You know, Instagram probably before that, which we never really met. We just clicked on this little heart button for each of us, right? <laughs> but um, so finding other like-minded individuals has been fantastic because of that.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Before I let you go, where can people find out more about you online?
2: Sure, it's uh www.mmwoodstudio, Facebook mmwoodstudio, Instagram mmwoodstudio, and YouTube mmwoodstudio.
0: All right, well thank you Matthew. I appreciate you coming on and I hope uh Fine Woodworking Live is working out for you.
2: Thanks. Hey, I don't get to ask you a question? Hey, shoot. So, what was your highlight of the entire entire Fine Woodworking Live 2017? And if you guys could see this on camera, I'm pretty sure you would see what this is, because um, somebody wrote a whole separate thing on the back of their badge.
0: <laughs> well, I would say that uh, it was one of these rare moments where my actions absolutely backed up my mouth. Um, so the highlight for me was on Friday night when I dominated and won the Hardwood Derby.
2: That's what I heard. Well, you you won one portion of it, and then somebody cheated to win the other portion of it. Was that I, correct? I,
0: I won the... Um the conference participant uh, uh hardwood derby he got an award it I, was big. i do i have a i have a, a <laughs> bet. that yay big Tall. Uh, but um what they did was to drum up a, having additional cars they had the magazine staff build cars
2: and they didn't follow the rules right
0: to the person they did not follow the rules um i'm familiar with a a number of the way the cars were built and no none of the rules were followed for the magazine staff so at the end the one final deciding race between mike pekovich and myself mike's car narrowly beat me out
2: it was a photo finish right It,
0: it i'm not gonna go that far mike did beat me but it was it was not a blowout it was it was close uh but not close enough because i followed the rules and alas mr pekovich did not
2: yeah, so you beat 250 other people.
0: Or 18, but close <laughs> enough.
2: <laughs> There's 250 people here.
0: <laughs> you know what it is, is? I think that my my strong bravado, just people understood they didn't have a chance of winning, so they didn't bother investing the time to make a car. Yes. Um, that must have been it.
2: Perfect. It's like being in a movie with um, uh, some character, and you know you're not going to actually defeat him, so you might as well just lay down and die.
0: Exactly. As um as my family has learned from The Simpsons, never try. <laughs>
2: All right, sounds good. Thank Thank you very much. No, thank you.